This is Mattercast. Real people, conversations that matter. Welcome and enjoy. Welcome again to Mattercast. In this episode, I sit down with Tatum Cohen, who's a coach, a clairsentient, and an emerging medium. We talked about a lot, from radical self-love to the spiralized nature of healing and the importance of focused intention. We also talked about getting out of your own way, noticing the gut feelings versus the constant gentle nudges of the universe, and a third eye opening experience. Lastly, we talked a bit about recognizing when it's time for a personal shift. It's a great time, and we're grateful that you're here. Enjoy. excited to be here. Oh, this is super cool. It's been a little while since we last chatted. I know. I'm always excited to catch up. I remember you were working at a like a grocery store right down the street from us, a little natural food store. Yep. I remember we were, I was, me and Lauren were always really stoked walking in there um, and you were working. Because we would always ha- end up having at least like a short, cool conversation about something. I know. I love it when you guys came in. That was, you know, the the best thing about working at that store is being able to really um, create community, like in a, you know, moving to a new place where I didn't really know anybody. And um, it was, yeah, a real gift. And I always love when you guys come in because you're adorable and, you know, deal is just like the cutest thing ever. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So, um, cool. So anyway, I'm stoked to be able to reconnect with you here and and have an awesome conversation. But, um, just for the people listening right now, I wonder if uh, you want to just give kind of a brief overview of what it is you do. What, what's it all about with you? Yay. Uh, yeah, so basically um, what I'm up to right now is I created a coaching company, which I've been kind of dabbling in for the last few years, um, you know, even while working part time at the grocery store. And, um, you know, trial and error, figuring out, you know, okay, well, what do I really want to coach about? And, and, um, you know, what, what's exciting to me? Cause obviously if I'm going to be creating my own business, I want to actually really enjoy it and I want it to be congruent with my lifestyle. So, um, I basically just tell people that I'm a radical self-love coach and then they always look a little bit confused, which I kind of actually enjoy. I kind of explain it to people as like, um, there's kind of like basic level self-care, which is like, you know what, I'm going to go and like have a bubble bath and like hang out or I'm going to go and, you know, do yoga for the day or whatever. You know, kind of stuff that we're kind of conditioned culturally to know that like I'm taking time out for myself right now. 
And all of it is very essential, but what most people don't do, which is what I refer to typically as radical self-love, is the really deep introspective work that really needs to be done, the shadow work, the mirror work, actually really going deep within and understanding, you know, why do I feel the way that I do? Why am I choosing to feel this way? How can I get out of my own way? How can I close the door on this past BS and actually, you know, live in the present moment and then actively create, you know, the future that I want for myself? Yeah. And so that's kind of, yeah. So, okay. Wow. I'm thinking because you just brought up a bunch of really cool things. I want to really make sure to ask you about what was it? Shadow? What were the two things you talked about? Shadow? Uh, Shadow work and mirror work, I think I said. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? What was the second one? Mirror work. Mirror work. Okay, I want to ask you, I just, I'm bringing those up because I want to make sure I ask you about those because yeah. they're really interesting. But I want to just kind of back up a little bit and that's kind of an interesting place to, to come from. You know, um, what, what was it about, what inside of you pushed you? Because you said you didn't really know what you wanted to coach about. And that might be kind of an intimidating uh, decision, I would think, you know, to put yourself out there like that. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, how did you come to that? sort of decision? Yeah, well, it kind of started, so growing up always, my whole life, I've had people just come up to me, strangers, and just just tell me stuff. That, And then after, they would just tell me these really interesting stories of like these traumatic life events or whatever. And um, I'm a very curious person. So I'm like, yeah, tell me more. This is really intriguing, you know? And um, I've just always been able to kind of hold space for people to just say whatever they need to say or to just be. And because of that, I've heard a lot of really interesting things over the years. And then almost, you know, like 98% of the time afterwards, people would be like, wow, I can't believe I told you that. I've never told anybody that. Wow. And I just thought, wow, that's interesting. You know, I didn't realize that that was kind of like a rare thing because that was really normal for me. And then over the years, you know, obviously with just friendships, you know, I'd be having phone calls with friends and would just be coaching them, but just as a friend and um, didn't really think anything of it. And then one day, one of my guy friends was like, you know, you really should start charging for this. And um, I'm like, hey, I mean, I'm not going to say no. Like, I'm making minimum wage right now. So if you want to throw me some cash, I'll take it. But we were just joking around. And then that's kind of how that opened up. And then as I started to explore just coaching in general and what that looked like and connecting with more people that were coaches, Um, It seemed like a lot of people were very kind of like generalized and didn't really get specific. And from a lot of the podcasts and stuff that I had been listening to, everyone was saying, you know, you really need to pick a niche and you got to, you know, figure out who's your target audience and yada, yada. And and so I'm like, oh, gosh, like, well, you know, how am I going to narrow this down? And so I was, you know, but I started kind of attracting clients that were, you know, wanted to know why I am the way that I am. And I'm like, well, this is what I do. And this is why for me personally. And so that's, it kind of naturally um, centered down into what I'm doing now, because that's just what I like doing. So I basically just teach people how to get out of their own way so that they can actually align, you know, with source and get the direct downloads. Yeah. That's really interesting. I remember actually, I think it was shortly before you left that store that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, a customer or something coming in and I just remember like the, and he was asking, you guys were getting into a bit of a conversation along those lines. I don't think he was a client of yours, but I remember you were very like firm in, in, you were very good at listening, which is the oh, thing. So when you say like, 
oh, maybe this is something special or something. I mean, I believe there is a huge amount of power in just that simple act. And that, that is kind of a rare thing, you know, but I remember that you, you seemed very, um, very kind of grounded in the way that you were talking to this person. And I saw him kind of asking you more questions <laughs> about like direction questions. And he was like an older gentleman. And, um, you know, I forget what was, what was actually said, but uh, yeah, I, I remember that Ooh. there was kind of a natural, like, you seemed sort of um, grounded in like who you were in that role. I don't know if that's maybe the best way to say it. I really felt, you know, working at the store after a while that, you know, my role there was to, you know, build connection with people in community. And so I took that very seriously. Like it wasn't about just like doing my job. It was about how can I make this job work for me to help me and my future self and you know, and obviously it helps that I like people. So yeah. very helpful if you're working with people and trying to listen to people and all that. Yeah. I mean, of course there's plenty of people that came in where I was like, okay, see you later. Moving along. Well, I mean, and that goes a part of, you know, what we're talking about, like, you know, I think you said like you started just attracting the right kind of person that that's sort of, um, you know, meets or met with your kind of way that you are. And that actually reminds me right there that, you know, um, one thing that I forgot to do as we started this video, and I think this would be a good time to do it, is to actually, put, I always like putting an intention out. So you kind of did cool. this. I know we're a couple minutes in here, but I just want to say that like for the rest of this conversation, I just really, really have this intention that we can really hear each other and that whatever comes out of this conversation is perfect for each of us. Absolutely. And that whoever else is listening to this, hears exactly what they need to hear. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you and, reminded me of that. I can't, can't be afraid. <laughs> no, I, I think that's so important because if you don't actually declare, you know, to the world what it is that you want, then you're stuck with what you get. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, I mean, isn't it nice to feel empowered and, like, you actually have a choice of what you want to create? I mean, I'm very firm with the universe regularly that – everyone that I interact with, it's for the betterment for all of us and for mankind. And, you know, whoever ends up listening to this, watching this, you know, that's the bonus. Like for me, like this is soul food and I love it. And if, even if we're the only people that get some satisfaction from this, which I'm sure is not the case, like that's, I'm cool with that. And I'm totally complete with that. But I'm, you know, of course the frequencies always, you know, boomerang out and, people are going to feel them. Well, I think there's a general craving for like a deeper kind of conversation that's hard to get to. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, a, we're in a time now where a lot of people uh, are very curious and there's a lot, there's a lot of seeking out there. I think people yeah. are, are um, very curious about a different way of doing things, a different way of being in this world, like a more empowered way of being with this world. Mm -hmm. uh, you just said something. It was, you know, that you're stuck. You could be stuck with what you get if you're not kind of putting it out there. And that is, I think, very, very true. But one thing I've sort of had to tell myself is you do get stuck with what you get, but always, always, always have this choice, have the power of what to do from there. Absolutely. How do you want to take this? Yeah, and just even how you choose to perceive what it is that you do get. Yeah. Well, I think that, that's just a perspective shift. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I think that's actually one of the most important pieces right there when you say that, because if, if you have this, um, 
thing in your life, whether it's an object or a circumstance or a relationship or person or whatever, I mean, really the only thing that you can control about that is for one, like how you're viewing it, right? How, how the, the perspective that you decide to take, because I think we kind of automatically default to a certain perspective, mm -hmm. but becoming conscious of that and then realizing that you do have the ability to change your perspective. And then the only other thing we have power of is like, okay, well then how do I react to what is happening? Absolutely. So I think those are like really hugely powerful things. And, and, and to get back to like, you know, that intention, you, you're, you're setting this intention, you know, it seems like you really, when you kind of decided you wanted to go in this direction, this like kind of um, coaching direction, you sort of just let it come and, and just trusted that you were going to sort of find your niche a little bit naturally sounds like through the people that you were interacting with. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's not like I didn't try to force it, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm definitely a lot more chill about it now that me forcing things just doesn't really work. You know, like I can force a particular outcome, but usually, you know, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has a way bigger, better plan for me. So the best thing I can possibly do typically is just get out of my own way. And at the beginning, you know, I was definitely not that chill about it. And I was definitely trying to do like hustle mode and like get it all going. And, and so that's why I've kind of like just shut the door on that and just I'm kind of doing it a completely different way because it just doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. The, the hustle mode. I mean, you were so, I love like you came so prepared to this. And that's one thing that I, I saw in you, you're answering these questions that I sort of had emailed you and about this hustle mode and kind of like, I'm trying to look at what you said here that, you know, everybody's glorifying the hustle, but you're just trying to stay in the flow. Yeah. And now what's interesting is I've noticed the last month or two that it's starting to get like kind of trendy in the Instagram world with um, being aligned you know, like moving out of hustle and into alignment, which I think is interesting because I've been doing that for well over a year now, but, you know, intentionally, but it's just now kind of like, it's obvious that everyone's starting to come around to this concept, you know? Yeah, I get really amazed. There's like, I forget what, what this um, study was, or I, I don't know if it was a study or, and I, and I forget what it's called, but it was basically these monkeys, right? That lived mm -hmm. on different islands that people were studying and, and they're totally separated, right? But like a, a big ocean or, you know, they couldn't travel between islands to communicate with each other mm -hmm. and staying the same way for, uh, you know, many thousands of years. And that, I don't know if, if uh, some researchers introduced like a tool or there was maybe one juvenile monkey on one of the islands that like discovered a new way to get at some food or use a tool or something. Mm -hmm. And then literally it was like once that once like a certain number of the community members in that monkey's community had sort of learned that same trait. Critical mass. Yeah, it like hit this threshold where then all of a sudden the 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 social groups on the other islands started just developing that skill. And so what that makes me think of is every time like something like this happens is that you start like this this now okay, being in tune or being aligned. I mean, I think we're still as a society in like an adolescent phase of like coming to that. Mm -hmm. but what that tells me is that people are naturally kind of like that's coming into their consciousness. They're curious. People are definitely getting really curious. Right. But I don't think we figured out, I don't think most people, 
I've really figured out the nuts and bolts of that though, really. Like, what does that mean? Because I think, I know for me, I, I resonate with what you're saying with like that hustle. Mm -hmm. like, like it can really seem like you need to be hustling. And it's, and it's hard not to, I feel like, um, you know, it's for me, it's personally, you know, it's all about taking aligned action and really waiting for the right time to take action because you know, I learned last summer, you know, right after I quit that job, I was like, I took, you know, several weeks where I just really didn't do that much because I wanted, I kind of like swung the pendulum the opposite direction of like, okay, well, I've been going, 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 because when I wasn't at work, I was working on all my little side hustles and my projects, you know, and I didn't really have that much free time. And then I was like, okay, well now I have, now all I have is time. So you know, but then I started to get kind of panicky about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, but then I also like have to pay rent and, you know, and, and bills come. And, and so then I would try to force it, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get all this stuff done today, which wasn't even like a huge amount of stuff, you know, something that really only should have taken me, you know, two hours. But, you know, I was, because I was trying to force it, it was like, my laptop wasn't working properly and then my phone died and then the website wasn't loading and like, there's just no reason for it. You know, like the router's fine, like everything's fine, you know, but like nothing is working and I'm like, what the F? And then I'd get, you know, I just keep trying and trying and trying and make myself crazy. And then after a while I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm over this for the day. Apparently it's not meant to be, you know, <laughs> That's interesting. This is, this is actually what's coming up. It's so funny because this is, it reminds me of a couple things. When you say that, it's like this balancing of the energies, mm -hmm. right? Like the hustle is very much like this masculine energy. And, mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a, there's a, a, definitely a space and time for that energy. For sure. Not a bad energy, but I think it's just been some balance. And it's mm -hmm. interesting to say, I think this is another kind of one of these like emerging sort of awarenesses coming out. But we're, we're really unsure with how to deal with this. And so it sounded like, you know, you kind of after coming out of like this very like, I mean, you're a female, obviously, but like uh, really uh, kind of being in this very like masculine kind of mindset of go, 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 go. I'm working. And then when I'm not working, I'm still working, trying to make it happen. Go, 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 go. And you had to sort of almost just release yourself and just be the pole. Like you said, swing the pendulum the other way. Yeah. I mean, I was a very, like, I would have considered myself to be like an alpha female, you know, always like, you know, I have really big lofty goals. And, you know, even back when I was in school and stuff, it was very go, go, go. And like, I had a business in LA with my brother and like, I was the one that did everything for the most part. And, you know, so I was used to always being in that really strong masculine energy of, you know, getting all that, you know, just getting everything done. And I really had to learn how to just go the complete opposite direction because I found now that, you know, it's like even that example of me, like, Oh my gosh, why isn't this working? I'm losing my mind. And then finally just get, just surrendering and just letting it go. And then of course, like five hours later, I get this like random idea and I hop on the computer and I get everything that I wanted to get done. That was like four hours of me banging my head against the wall. I got done in 20 minutes. Wow. So it's like, now I just, I let it happen when it's going to happen. And that's why I kind of have like three or four projects rolling at once because sometimes I wake up and I'm feeling a lot more creative, you know? So like, cause I do art and stuff as well. And so I'll wake up and I'll just like do a bunch of art one day or another day I'll come and I'll do like, 
you know, stuff for the podcast that's coming. Another day I'll do, you know, I'll redesign some stuff on my website or whatever. It's whatever feels the most aligned that day is what I work on. And it all gets done. It all lines up and I'm not forcing anything. And I'm moving with the energies and the frequencies that I'm already naturally in instead of constantly just forcing it and forcing it and being so frustrated and not getting anything done. Yeah. It's It's interesting. Again, this is another thing. I literally, I just had an interview uh, in the podcast here where we were talking about kind of what you're talking about. We're like taking a break from something Mm -hmm. and, and she was talking about self-care, right? The importance of self-care. So I think it's like radical self-love thing, but we were talking about how you're when you're trying to get all these things done, things are just not working out. And then, like my example, like I'll just, okay, I got to go and I'll take my dog for a walk or exactly. I'll, go, I'll go hit the skate park even or something, you know, yeah. get some of that aggression out or whatever it is. Yeah. And in that kind of um, playing and like giving to myself mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, there'll be an inspiration or an idea that just comes out of nowhere. That's where you get the downloads, man. It's like all of a sudden then I can't wait to get to work and it doesn't feel forced at all. It's like, okay, whatever barriers are in my way, I'm going to figure it out. Cause like, I'm really, I'm really jazzed about this right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure this out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like a whole shift. Yeah. And then you see everything just opens, you know, it's like, I haven't been trying to force this part of like the, the next phase of the podcast stuff that I need to do for myself personally. And then here before the call starts, you're like, by the way, here's everything you need to know. And I'm like, thanks universe. Right. There's a perfect example. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's trusting. It's that trust. Yeah. I know. I, I always, I'm a very visual person. Like I'm very tactile. I'm very visual. I always like, I think having these visualizations of concepts actually really helps me like kind of solidify them in my, in my mind. But like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of like uh, this kind of uh, with what we're talking about, like if we're in an ocean, right. And like mm-hmm. all the experiences of life and the things that we should be doing, the things that we want, just everything in life are, mm-hmm. you know, the ocean isn't completely glassy and flat. There's always ripples and waves and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But what I'm starting to realize now and really kind of adopt in my, in my mindset is like this idea that when I'm not in the flow, essentially what I'm doing is I'm bobbing in this ocean and a wave, you know, a wave comes through, like just a peaky little swell rolling through. And what I'm trying to do is hold on to that energy, right? Like I want to keep that wave to me. It's like, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? What, that doesn't happen. But if I allow myself to be sort of pushed, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go wherever life is taking me Mm -hmm. and I'm still part of it. You know what I mean? I'm still floating. I'm still doing whatever. I'm just not grasping to these things that are like arising and then then my experience, which I think that's the thing when you're just trying to get it done and even against things not working, that's essentially what I feel like I'm doing. Yeah. Hold on to that, that wave, you know, that energy. Yeah, no, that's a great metaphor. Oh, I like that. I'm a very visual. I like those. <laughs> anyway, so this kind of leads into getting back to what we first started talking about here. I want to know, okay, so like radical self-love. Mm-hmm. So you, t- you, you kind of talked about a little bit. It's not just going and taking a bubble bath, going and whatever is your comfort, but there's, there's a, a level of introspection. Is that kind of what it makes it the radical self-love? Yeah, it can, t- I mean, and it can still be like a more basic thing, but that just takes it deeper. So it's like, even if you think of like, 
you know, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, but I take bubble baths all the time, you know, and, and I'm a fan of bubble baths. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan. I'm not knocking them. But a lot of times they'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to this podcast while I'm taking this bubble bath, or I'm going to like read a book while I'm in the bubble bath, or I'm going to watch a movie while I'm in the bubble bath. And it's like, can you please just be in the bubble bath and like be with your own thoughts? And most people will do anything to avoid actually being by themselves and with themselves in their own thoughts. And it's, in my opinion, just so necessary to like just unplug completely to be able to actually be like, okay, what are the thoughts that are scrolling through my brain right now? Are those serving me? You know, is that helping me get to where I actually want to be in life? Because there's so many unprogrammed thoughts that we have every day that just rule our life with our subconscious. And if you can kind of start to open it up and get an idea of what those are, then you can start reprogramming, you know, the neural pathways to actually set yourself up for success. Yeah. And so you're saying that using that time when you're sort of giving to yourself, mm -hmm. sounds like it's a very powerful chance or a moment or, you know, a powerful time opportunity to actually address that or, or to uh, take a look at maybe what's going on. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of times where, you know, I, I don't really feel like doing like super deep work on myself and I just want to relax and you know, that's totally cool, you know, but if all you're doing is just spending, you know, 20 minutes relaxing, but not actually being with yourself, like eventually it's going to catch up to you. And usually it manifests as sickness because it's, you know, your body kind of revolting against a lot of baggage and the feelings that you haven't allowed yourself to fully feel. Yeah. to move through your system yeah that's that's a, it's such a huge thing i i mean i that is that mind body connection and how the disease processes and sicknesses show up i'm a firm believer in that mm -hmm. yeah, because those energies are if i think we're so used to just holding them in and not addressing them yeah so what i would like to ask you is like why why do you think it's so difficult uh for us for for people in general to do that you know, why do we want to just escape? Because sometimes it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't like looking at parts of myself that I don't really care for, you know? Like, there's, I mean, I'm, I've, I had to recreate myself from nothing from, you know, so for me, like, I'm very happy with who I am now, but I'm still processing and peeling back onion layers of, like, you know, old relationships I was in and stuff that didn't serve me and ways that I, you know, I didn't have boundaries for myself and I allowed myself to be walked all over. And, you know, it's, and those aren't nice things to think about because they're very emotionally painful. And, you know, then of course there's all the, the things that you created from that, like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. Well, I'm not this or that. And you have to really face that head on and be like, well, I am good enough and this is why, or, you know, and not so much as that, but really I always tell my clients and my friends is it's so important to fully feel your feelings. It's a little bit of like a mouthful, but it's, oh, you, you have to, you have to feel it to heal it, you know? So you have to really be able to sink into it and be like, okay, you know, now that I've felt this feeling that I don't particularly care for, I'm done with it. You know, and of course there's going to be layers and triggers and stuff that are going to come up for you. And people are going to come into your life to say the thing that's going to make you really pissed off one day. And then you're going to be like, dang, that was true, you know, and have to like go through and peel those back. And I mean, I feel like, you know, with, 
I like I used to live in LA for a couple of years with my brother and an ex-boyfriend and it was really traumatic and um, I had so much baggage from that like with so much pain and so much hurt and you know when I got up to to Aptos like I mean, I escaped to Aptos. Like, thank God I got that job at the grocery store because I started there, I think, like three days after I moved. Like, when I moved, I moved with like $160 and I spent 40 of that on a bus ticket and I did a trade for my first month's housing. Like, that's how desperate I was to get out of LA. Like, I was like, if I don't get a job, like, I'm going to have to go back to LA and that's not an option. So I will work every day. So it's like, I think a lot of people don't really change until something gets so bad that, you know, everything that's terrifying on the other side of change is less scary than staying where you are. Wow. That's a huge point. And uh, honestly, I think uh, I'm going through that right now. You know, <laughs> Go for you know, it. With uh, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just sort of been coming up a little bit. And I think that, yeah, in order to, it's, it's in order to want to go through the discomfort and the work of having to, um, pick your way through these like really cringy <laughs> things about ourselves. Cause I mean, I remember stuff that I did in high school right? <laughs> to somebody else or like said something and it's just like, Oh, it's like, I just feel horrible. And I think we all have that. Kind Everyone of has this stuff, you know, we're all human. We're all having this human experience and sometimes we're dicks. What are you going to do? Yeah, and I, but I think there's a point where like, you can sort of deal with it a little bit, but then when it starts getting very acute, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. and it's, it's so important to look at yourself because it, it's based on these patterns. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I, especially when it becomes acute, I mean, I could trace back to like things that I did way back then are kind of coming from the same place or yeah. were coming from the same place. And it's, and it's like, okay, if I can start recognizing that and then it gets really intense, just like you're saying, well, it's going to feel a lot better for me to be on the other side of this. And I think it's time for me to get through this right now. And, mm -hmm. and it may be an ongoing process. It probably will be. It takes time. Yeah. To heal the layers. And I think that that's something that's important for people to recognize is that sometimes it really does. It can take a long time. Like I, you know, it took me a solid year to heal three quarters of all of my LA hurts and pain. Yeah. And like, I told people, I was like, you couldn't pay me to go back to LA. Like I wouldn't even go back and visit. And like, I have friends and family there. Like I just refuse to go back, yeah. you know? And then the universe of course delivers you these lovely ways to face your past sometimes. Right. So it's like, I was telling you, I'm a little bit nomadic right now. I had been out in Charlotte with one of my best friends cause um, her and her husband had their first baby. So I was helping them out and getting lots of baby cuddles. It was fabulous. And then after that I was supposed to come back to Aptos but um, like the housing that I had kind of set up fell through and literally my only option was to go and stay with my brother in LA until I figured out another game plan. Wow. And I was like, no. Boy. <laughs> and I was terrified. I'm like, oh my God, I can't go back there. Cause it's the same apartment I used to live in, like wow. to my same old bedroom. Wow. Like, I mean, it's like, by the way, Tatum, here's your pass. Good luck. Did you end up, so did you end up going to LA then? Yeah, I went and I stayed with him for three weeks and, you know, it's like, it was almost like I almost identical situations, you know, cause you know, everyone's at where they're at in their growth journey. And I've been very specific and intentional about making mine happen rapidly yes. and, you know, not so much for my brother. So, um, 
But this time around, I was like, for the most part, pretty unfazed by it. I'm like, wow, okay. I needed a reminder on how much growth I'd actually accomplished. And so it was like, you know, I could see the situation for what it was. I was like, okay, I'm not going to play. I see what's happening here. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go and do this. You can go do that, whatever. And then when I was able to set something else up, I did. And then I got out of there. And then the universe sent me back again to LA after I went to, um, I did a house sit out in Vegas for three weeks, which was great. And then I came back and I got a house sit in Studio City in LA for two weeks. And I was really nervous about that because when I first moved to LA, um, we spent most of our time in the Hollywood area. Um, with my ex, that was like a really bad situation. And so I have a lot of really painful memories and like being like really in LA because my brother lives over in Torrance. So it was a little, you know, far away from that. And so I was like, okay, thanks universe. You're literally like putting me right in the middle of like my most painful memories, you know, but the, the weirdest thing about it is I actually had such a good time and I really loved being there. And I was like, wow, I literally would have never predicted this. I swore to people up and down. I would never go back to LA. Like that's how just traumatizing, like the emotional stuff was that I had from there. So it just goes to show that, you know, when you set the intention to really recreate who you want to be and really take the time to deal with the stuff that you're uncomfortable with, like you can absolutely like change your perspective on you know, identical situations. Right. But, but it sounds like, and I think it's really important to say is that you got to be ready for what that might mean though. Yes. Right. Because if you're, if you're talking, cause I'm on the same trip, right. It's like, I, I want, okay. Like for me, I think like, honestly, my, if I really look into my heart and like, what is my purpose like this time around on this planet? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know for me, it's like to, you know, really develop compassion like really what does that mean to be a compassionate person and that means i'm gonna have to face a lot and i do face a lot of challenges where my ability to be compassionate is very tested (laughs) right it's not like here's a cute puppy that i can be compassionate about right because that's easy man right i'll take you home and cuddle you and snuggle you and give you a bath and we're You're like i'm so good at this compassion thing yeah. now look at me <laughs> oh man just like what you're saying right like the universe sent you to la three times right like mm-hmm. and it's interesting there's another thing this brings up is like i like the visualization of like this spiral mm-hmm. we're like on a spiral so like if you look at like spiral right it's like it's a circle right that's just going yeah. in a different direction and there's like one part around the rim of that circle, which is like your LA. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so you hit that the first time and had this really, really gnarly, horrible, like traumatizing experience. Right. And then mm-hmm. when you come around it again, you've done some living, you've done some deciding within you, you hit that thing again, you know, coming back from visiting with your friends in, in, in uh, North Carolina and like, mm-hmm. You weren't really ready. You were kind of ready for it, but so unsure. Yeah. You ended up being okay. It was a little challenging, but you, and then it's like, you came around to that same place again. And it's like, because of your awareness and your intention and your desire mm-hmm. to like, heal that part of your life, man, that third time around, it's like, it's like the universe testing you and you rising to the test and actually having a very enjoyable experience. Yeah. 
it was, I, it's, it was honestly, it was a huge gift because, um, you know, and of course there was so much between me leaving LA and me going back to LA with like so much deep work that I had to do. And then meeting other people that triggered me based on experiences and conversations that I've had in LA. So it was, you know, and even like I had my brother come and visit me a couple of times. So I got, you know, a few rounds of triggering from that, that I had to process and deal with. So, you know, I, I, I think that healing is really dealing with a lot of onion layers and just kind of peeling them off one by one and being okay with that. And, you know, cause I would have told you a year ago, I was totally complete with LA. Oh yeah. Totally complete. You know? And I don't think that I was complete with LA until, you know, two weeks ago. Well, you weren't or else you wouldn't have been getting put Hold back. Well, and you were allowing yourself though, right? Because like, if you were really, I mean, if you were an escapist type of person, right? If you were approaching this from like, you didn't, you didn't really, um, weren't really going in the direction of wanting to heal it, but wanting to just not have anything to do with it. Yeah. You could have come up with excuses of not going to LA, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and first I did escape it. That's what I did. I was like, okay, I've done as much healing and growth work I can for myself being in the container that I'm in right now. And I knew that that was the case because as I was getting more in my power and standing up for myself, it was totally triggering my brother. And he was like shushing me, like literally shushing me. And I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, how we don't play that. And so I was like, okay, this is not working. I can't expand who I am and who I want to be here in this space. And so what are my other options? What can I do? Where can I go? What can I finagle? And then the fact that I even made the Aptos move work was like a miracle and um you know and then but i but i had my goal of i'm like okay this is not okay this is not the person that i want to be anymore this is not truly who i am i know kind of where i want to go you know and the creation of myself you know not that i know exactly how to get there at the time but this isn't working so because i know this isn't working and I'm trying and forcing it to work and it's still not working. I need to get out of here. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm willing to take this gigantic risk because, you know, it's, it's just was the only next step really. Well, it sounds like a, a big part of this is the feeling of it, right? Like the mm -hmm. feeling of the situation, like, you know, that is like, there's a feeling it sounds like in your bones where it's like you were done, right? Like you had to go yeah. in, like, to where the point where like, like, the, the, the act of staying there versus the uh, um, weight against the uncertainty of leaving, mm -hmm. right? There's a huge miss. There's a, you know, I mean, there's the same amount of uncertainty as any other path, mm -hmm. but it's like that. It sounded like that's felt to you. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I do pretty much everything based on my intuition and what feels good vibrationally for me. And, you know, and back then I was, I mean, I guess compared to like a typical person, I was maybe slightly more in tune, but not definitely not the way that I am now. But, um, you know, even up until probably a year ago, I mean, I needed a lot to give me a push to get me to do the big scary things. And now I've come to realize that, you know, the more that I tune into myself and I do the deep work, that it's just so much easier for me to follow the gentle nudges of the universe instead of you know, Mack truck, like my dad says, you know, it's like, you know, you can either wait until it gets really bad or really scary or really whatever, or you can just follow, you know, the current as it goes and everything just unfolds for you. Yeah. It's just so much easier to do it that way. 
Okay, so let's go on this for a minute because I love what you're saying. And like um, this kind of more feeling the subtle nudges, mm. right? Like learning to recognize your intuition and sort of, you know, uh, understand what's going on with you. It sounds for one, like that was something that sort of developed in you. I mean, you may, maybe had a little bit of that, but it developed in you. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, I think I got a nice running start with it. Um, my, so my dad and several relatives are all chiropractors and, um, I don't know how familiar you are with chiropractic, but it's basically about, you know, reconnecting the body and soul back together so that you can, you know, take away all the interference from the messages that you're getting. And so I grew up always talking about innate and intuition and trusting your innate. And, um, you know, so that was normal for me growing up. So I mean, compared to like the typical person, I was a little bit more, you know, aware, I guess you could yeah, say. Like your field. It's, 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 it's yeah, it was, it was in my, yeah, it was in my realm. I like kind of knew about it and, you know, but even like most, I think most people kind of start off with like, you know, I'm going to follow my intuition when I have this really strong gut reaction, you know, like I'm going to quit this job or I'm going to move to this city or I'm going to, you know, marry this person, you know, the, the key life events, right. You know, then we'll be like, I'm going to trust my gut, you know, but the reality is that we get the same intuitive messages a hundred times, a thousand times a day, you know, like, and whether or not you're able to recognize when they're coming into your field, that's where, you know, getting into those subtle energy nuances is when you can really start to actively create your life because then it's like, you're really just getting out of your own way and listening to the downloads from above, you know, however you want to call them and then just rolling with it. And I find the more that I'm able to roll with it, this life just goes so much smoother. And then I get out of my own way because I can put a lot of restrictions. Like, I mean, I've got plenty of big dreams where I've accidentally restricted myself because the universe has something way better planned for me. Right. And you're so attached to this one outcome. Exactly. Like not a lot. And it may be a great outcome in your mind, yeah. Your perspective is so limited in the scheme of things. You know? Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, you know, in order for us to, to really follow a certain path that we set, I mean, that path is going to be so dependent on every single other person who's involved with that journey. Mm -hmm. right? and, and how you change as a person mm -hmm. along that journey as well. Absolutely. And, and how are we supposed to see that? That's, that's so hugely complicated. Yeah, I always say you got to see what, uh, you know, you have to leave room for whatever the universe has to accomplish on the back end because everyone has free will choice. And so, you know, you might want something to happen a certain way with a certain individual, but, you know, that other person also has to be in sole agreement with that and say, yes, I'm on board for this plan or no, I'm not, you know, so, you know, anything could happen on the back end yeah. you know, and just being open to what all those possibilities could be. It's the openness. Because mm -hmm. it really is, I, I, I love, I'm, I'm a very scientific, I love, I'm, I love spirituality, but I love science, like quantum, like uh, mechanics and all that. And just, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what I really dig about it, though, is that like, what you're saying, though, and what we're talking about, essentially, is that, you know, every moment, every decision is essentially just this realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Right? And this is like the whole thing with like a particle. I mean, things that make up every piece of matter that we know, right? And yeah, everything's energy. Everything. And, and, but it's this potential. Like, 
just that col- I kind of forgot where I was going with this, but like it's the collapsing down of that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, going right. Yeah. It's the collapsing down of the potential. It's like, you know, <clears throat> and once that collapse happens, the realm of possibilities is kind of closed off at that point. So it's it's kind of being comfortable. Well, I mean, you could make your way back around to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but for that moment, for that particular decision, yeah, the 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 rest of the possibilities are kind of off the table. And so I think that's what happens sometimes when we hold to like this vision of, I know exactly how I want this to turn out, man, like we've, if we hold to that so strictly, you know, and, and we, we are continually making the choice to close our out ourselves off to this realm of possibilities. Yeah. And I think there's, I don't know for me, like there's a lot of fear behind that because it's like, if I, if I want to believe like, like the power of um, like manif- manifesting, right? If I'm like, mm-hmm. but I really want to manifest this great idea of a life that I have and a million dollars and all this kind of stuff and, and all that. Yeah. But on my road to that, like my perspective, hopefully, hopefully will shift. You know, we, it doesn't make sense for me to just stay the same person as I'm walking that path. Yeah. Plus I think it'd be boring. What's that? And plus I think it'd get boring. <laughs> it's super boring. But, but I think that, you know, if, if I'm so, uh, and des- you know, if you're coming from a place of desperation, especially, but not even that necessarily, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just really hoping, maybe I just got like a lot of hope and like, I want to change my life. And I just get so set on holding this one goal. You yeah. Know? That's very specific. Well, it can be scary, right? If I'm, if I'm attaching to that, and that's, and that's what's keeping me going. But then, you know, my mind starts changing naturally about my direction or, or, or whatever. Mm. That might be scary. You know what I mean? That, all of a sudden I'm losing this thing. Wait, wait, but I thought I was going for this. What, what's going to happen now? All of a sudden now I'm plunged into like. The joy oh, of redirection. I, well, now it's like this huge <laughs> open space again. And what do I do now? You know, it's like. I think as human beings and especially me and I, you know, me, I'll just say this for myself, but I would think this is probably pretty pervasive in the society we live in. Like we want to have a sense of security. We <laughs> want to know where is this road leading? Like exactly. Like, like where is this taking me? And I know for me, if I don't have that, it can be very uncomfortable and very, very scary. Yeah. Well, get used to getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. I, well, I think that's really the only thing you, that that's all you can do and discomfort in my learning at least i well i i think you're right about that and i think there's i'm coming to that more and more because there's nothing wrong with discomfort no because it's all you know we're all meeting making machines you know we're we're the ones that are telling ourselves you know how this discomfort is and you know if there's anything i've learned it's that whatever's on the other side of fear is always a thousand times more enjoyable than I ever thought it was going to be. And when you turn back around, you realize, wow, there was really not that much to be afraid of in the first place. So, you know, the more that you practice taking those baby steps out and do things that are, you know, semi-fearful and and uncomfortable, the more you start to trust yourself and trust that the universe will provide and that, you know, you are capable and that it's okay. And I mean, of course, there's still always going to be things that are going to scare you. You know, but this, I find the scarier it is, the bigger the reward. So the more that I'm willing to jump through that hoop, because, you know, only obviously if it feels aligned for me, then, you know, that's when something really big is always on the other side. And, um, you know, it's, it's always like a giant gift from the universe. 
Okay, so let me ask you this because, um, so like kind of coming from this place here, because you're talking a little bit mm -hmm. before about, you know, if people are wanting to, to trust their intuition and maybe they're new to it, and it's like, I'm gonna wait till I have this huge gut feeling, say like quitting a job or something. Yeah. And so I see a, you know, a potential problem with that just for one is that that could be very fear driven or very like in the moment, like it's driven by emotion, right? Like it's yeah. well, like my boss said that to me today. That was the last straw. I am out of here. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's a gut feeling, but is that really a gut feeling or am I just kind of pissed off and ready to, to just do something about it? Right. Yeah. So my, my question is like, that gut feeling thing can be really, that's, that's a tricky one. So how do you, like, how do you feel out those nudges? How do you know? And I, and I just want to say, I like this. that you, you just said that, like, you can tell that, like, the reward um, is bigger. Like, when it feels aligned, you know there's something. Is that, is that accurate? Like, you know there's something at the end of that road or further down that road. Is that an accurate description of what you were saying or not really? I mean, yes and no, there's, there's no, obviously there's no like tangible guarantee, but I know based on my own personal experience, because I've done it enough times that my level of faith has risen that, you know, I, it, I haven't been screwed before when I followed my intuition, you know, the sooner I follow my intuition, the bigger the reward. And that's been kind of a learned, you know, skill response, you know, for me in my life. And I think that that's applicable across the board is the more that you kind of dip a toe in and you test that theory out, you know, the greater your level of trust goes up and the more you feel confident that, yeah, well, it's worked out before, it's going to work out this time. And it always has for me, Yeah. you know, but then at the same time, I'm also declaring that to the universe, like, all right, if I'm going to do this big, scary thing, you're going to fucking hold up your end of the bargain and like it's gonna be good on the other side right and having well it's like a, a question of faith and trust yeah and, and i like we said too and like i want to get back to this but like just really quick I mean, you say these little gems i just love it it's like this thing about like yeah <laughs> it's like you know i've i've every time i step out in the universe i haven't been screwed yet well even that is can be a very subjective thing right this feeling of getting screwed because maybe of course Maybe the, the prize at the end, I don't, there's never really an end, but you could just say like the prize at the finish line if you were to walk a certain path. Mm -hmm. you, again, you may have a certain idea of what that's going to be or a certain expectation or assumption of what that's going to look like, and it may look completely different. Oh, yeah. It I mean, probably will look completely different. I, I've had so many experiences in my life already that were so unplanned and not predicted. Like I would have... I've had so many weird life experiences that like, if you would have told me, you know, any of this, you know, five years ago, I would have just laughed in your face, you know? So it's, it's just knowing that it's okay to evolve as a human and that we're going to change our mind and our perspectives and we're going to meet people that are going to completely shift our course and we're going to have experiences that are going to shift our course. And like, that's okay. And like, that's the whole point of being here. Like there's no end, you know, even at death, then what comes next? Who knows? Who knows? It, right. So yeah. yeah, we're, we're constantly evolving and growing and learning. And, you know, if you're able to kind of step back and accept that life is a journey, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but they don't live it. Like it's a journey. They're always trying to get to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's like, even though I have goals of my next things, you know, I'm very conscious every day about, you know, enjoying the day that I'm in and the experiences that I'm in as they're actually unfolding, because that's all that life is. It's a collection of moments. Yeah. 
and yeah, if you, and if you, if you decide to take the faith, take a leap of faith and go down a certain path and maybe it doesn't turn out exactly how you were hoping, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've been screwed. Yeah. That just, it's like, well, that's just something now to reevaluate. And maybe you're just getting Surprise. another direction. What was that? The surprise. surprise. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like the, the excitement can still be there. And the, oh, for sure. I think, I think that, that sense of mystery like that uh, is the most exciting thing. Because like anytime I've made, had to make a huge life change decision or something like that, you know, there's like, there's, there's like an uncertainty. There's a bit of fear behind it. But man, there's always like that excitement of like, yeah. what is possible? What's going to happen? What's this going to look like in a year or whatever? Yeah, I think it's important for people to really cultivate their sense of curiosity and adventure because, you know, and I was lucky that that was something my parents really encouraged in me when I was young. And, you know, and I noticed even comparatively, like with my life compared to my brother's life is like, he's definitely a lot more cautious about certain things. And, but he didn't take as many big risks when we were younger as I did. And I think that that makes a big difference. Like, you know, I went, I went and moved abroad for the summer when I was 19 and that was like unheard of, especially in my small town in Pennsylvania. That was like, who knows that, you know, but because I did that, it totally opened up my mind in a way that made it a lot easier for me to make big choices, you know, that were a lot scarier in my early adulthood. Yeah. Sort of conditioning yourself to be okay with that uncertainty. And, yeah. and like, it's, it's funny if you're like, want to be analytical about it. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? you're a human being going to another place where human beings are. It's just a different place. Like really, it's like, what are you yeah. doing? You're just going somewhere else where there's other people. Hey, you know, and bad shit, you know, bad shit happens sometimes. I mean, like I've been homeless before, like I've, I've had really bad traumatic things happen to me, but it, you know, all in all, like I've had a really awesome life. I've had a lot more adventures than most people that I know, you know, like I've, I've had a lot of really great things happen and I'm really thankful for, all the lessons that I've learned from the not so awesome, you know, portions of my life. And, you know, as long as you're able to really look back and reflect and see, okay, well, what did I learn from this situation? Then it becomes the gift and allows you to move forward and you can let go of, you know, the pain and the bitterness because you can see it for what it really is. And if you can get to that point, I mean, you're winning. Yeah. Letting go of the pain and bitterness. That's huge. I mean, that's like, mm -hmm. This leads in, I mean, it's a whole nother topic that I'm, you know, it's, it's like kind of like forgiveness, right? I mean, it's like forgiving things that happened, forgiving things that you said, forgiving or did, yeah. you know, forgiving things that other people did, and just kind of seeing them as like a learning experience. Like who expects anybody to be an, an expert at something? Oh yeah. And the, the older I get, the more I realize that everyone is just like, making it up like we're all just trying to figure it out you know and i so wish when i was like a teenager that adults were just like you know what tatum we're all just making shit up every day just trying to figure it out like no one knows how to adult we're just guessing based on what everyone else around us is doing and it's like wow you can actually create the exact lifestyle that you want to create just by like following your joy and your bliss that's a thing yeah that's a thing dude yeah but i'm curious about that because i think you know especially like when when uh books and movies like you know like the secret came out yeah it's all about following your bliss like i think people do have a lot of uh maybe not so much success with that and so i think there's a difference between maybe or or maybe there's not okay like following your bliss right so like mm -hmm. how can you and this is what i've been wanting to ask you is like feeling that the subtle like nudges of like intuition right and and i'm assuming that when you know it's the right direction to go in there's a there's probably a bliss that comes with that there's like a good positive feeling 
Yeah, of course. So how can you tell, I mean, that it's not simply like a desire that's like a really strong desire? Because, you know, I think a lot of people can say, I really want this. <clears throat> And that's going to make me happy or whatever. So that's the direction I need to go in or something like that. I'm curious and trying to get to this, and there's a very long road to this question, but like, how do you approach that? Like discern, like discerning um, the nudges, right? Discerning, well, this is something that feels good because that can be very subtle. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you approach that? There's just, there's like so many things I want to say. I'm trying to like shuffle them through my brain. Yeah. Like how to. <laughs> Come down here, yeah. <laughs> there, I think the first most important step is actually having clarity on what it is that you truly want and what success actually means to you. And um, I can send you a worksheet to put like in your show notes that I created for my clients. Um, yeah, if you're down to share that, that'd be awesome. For sure. So without the worksheet though, let me just ask you really yeah. like that. So like being clear, right? So I think that, I think you're absolutely right about that. But I think that, that even just that first step can be a really maybe confusing process. Yeah. So I'll kind of give you a gist of what the, the worksheet is like, cause it'll get the ball rolling for anyone that's listening is basically, um, you know, so I broke down, you know, Cause I think when most people think of success, right. You know, the typical American dream, you know, 2.5 kids, white picket fence, dog, you know, neighborhood, good paying, steady job, you know, don't have to worry about anything, got a 401k, whatever, you know, that's kind of like the typical American dream. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want something other than that, you know, you're really starting to kind of like defy, you know, defy society a little bit. And so you have to first be okay with being a little bit on the fringes for a while. Yeah. And, um, you know, eventually, of course, people always kind of catch up and you're going to align with, you know, other people and beautiful souls that are, you know, on similar missions and you're able to help each other. And, you know, so I think it's really important to, you know, be around people that can help you grow, that inspire you, um, that just generally feel good to be around and treat you with kindness and respect. And that's huge because it's hard to dream when you're around people all the time that are like, you're not going to get that. You're never going to get, you know, like it's. Or even, yeah. Or even if they're not naysayers so much, but they are so. Just comforters even. Or even, but they're, they, maybe you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are living in a way that necessarily, it's not necessarily the way that you think you can be living. Yeah, because, you know, there's that, um, I forget who said it, but that famous quote that's like, you're most like the five people you spend the most time with, you know? So I spend a lot of time alone because I don't know that many people or I don't live in the same places as the people that, you know, we're creating more congruent lives. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm like, well, I can either spend all day hanging out with people that are creating lives that I don't want, which is totally cool for them but it's really depressing for me and it's hard for me to be in an energetic space to create what I need to create if I'm around that all the time. Or, you know, I can, you know, listen to podcasts of, you know, people doing stuff that I'm doing, you know, or, you know, it, so I'm still like hanging out with the types of people I want to hang out with, but it might just be digitally for a while and following people online that I'm in line with. Like I use my, like if you looked at like just the people and pages I follow on my Instagram account, like everything is like stuff I want to attract into my life. Yeah. So I'm very intentional about that. But I think before you can really set those intentions, you have to actually get clear on what it is that you want to create. And so in the worksheet, I basically break down success into I think like seven or eight different categories. And then 
you basically take time to write out, you know, okay, well, if I was in like the most successful possible relationship I could ever imagine, you know, what would that look like for me? Like, what would our perfect day be like? You know, you know, if I, you know, what kind of money would I really like to be making and why, you know, what kind of job do I want to have? What kind of, you know, whatever. So breaking down like the main kind of areas of your life, you know, what kind of friendships do I want to have? What do I want to do with my friends? You know, what kind of qualities do I want them to have? Because then once you're really clear on what your personal version of success looks like, then it starts getting really obvious around you. Like everything that's in alignment with that and everything that's not. The hardest part is leaving everything behind that's not in alignment with what you want to create. Right. Because maybe you've developed a level of comfort of having yeah. in your life. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this. I think that's, that, that, that makes sense, right? That like, if you were very defined about the life that you want, that it's going to be obvious if, if things are in alignment with that or not. Yeah. I, I think that what's, what's interesting, I wonder if you have this experience with people that you've done this worksheet with before, where even just the act of defining what they want is influenced heavily by what they think they should. All the time. Want. Yeah. I mean, I had the first, um, when I first created this worksheet before it was even a worksheet, I did a retreat with a buddy of mine and, uh, this is a couple years ago now. And at the time, um, we did like a, it was my first retreat. We were trialing it out. And so we did like a three day retreat up in Mount Shasta. And, um, I was just trying to figure out um, how we could have more clarity to help him make a big decision because he had been in the military for, you know, like 10 years or something. And uh, he felt like he should stay, you know, for like to re-enlist for another 10 years because the, you know, there's so many extra benefits and stuff that you get with being in the military. But I could just tell that he didn't feel good about it. But of course, every person in his life was telling him to stay. And so surrounded by people that are probably in the military and have been doing yeah, that, right? Yeah. Where it was just, it was normal, you know, that was, that was his normal, you know, and I could just tell, I was like, well, what would you do if you chose to leave? You know, do you have a plan? Do you have, what are your interests, you know? And so we started talking about that and just having a really open conversation about it. And, um, you know, cause I'm always pro people doing whatever feels really good to them. And whatever, you know, obviously whatever feels like in alignment. And so, but a lot of times it's hard to like see the forest through the trees when everyone around is telling you what you should be doing, you know, and I've had experiences like that in my life as well, you know, where everyone that loves you and cares for you and wants the best for you, they think they know what the right thing for you to do is. But the reality is that they're only seeing it from their lens of you, not, they can't see what's inside your soul and what your soul is really crying for. And so... Um, so this worksheet came out of our conversation and was just a download that I got. And so I'm like, you know what, let's like, let's do this for like the next hour and just see what happens and see what comes up from it, you know? And so from there we started, he started getting really excited and it became very clear that he was not realistic in the military. Yeah. And so he was really into photography and now he's actually, um, he did choose to do the reserves, which kind of kept the peace a little bit. Um, middle, a middle road. Sounds yeah, like. it was exactly. It was a middle road. Yeah. So he did the reserves and then, but now he's, um, he enrolled in photography school and actually right now he's over, he wanted, his goal is he wanted to be a travel photographer. That was his big, 
big, big dream that he never thought ever would happen. And right now he's over on a summer abroad in Italy, you know, for the school, for travel photography right now. So it just, it makes it so much easier to say yes when you have clarity. It makes it very obvious. Yeah, and I think that's a challenge too. You know, you say being surrounded by people that have this certain way, but I think even just the media in general. Oh yeah, is is I think it's uh, as like a it's like a human society. Like I think we really, really have this need to kind of figure out like to separate ourselves from like advertising. You know what I mean? And like, and oh, yeah. the, I got no time for any of that. <laughs> it's so hard. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Necessarily. <laughs> like it just, just to make the point that like, even that, you know, you may not be surrounded by people that are necessarily hold, you know, keeping you down, not intentionally necessarily, but like, yeah, we have a hard time. I think, cause like, I know when I've done that, I've done a similar exercise, uh, but just not, maybe not as specific, you know, but like me and Lauren sitting down and like, what do I want my life to look like? Mm-hmm. And I remember being a little shy about putting some of my desires out there because I felt. Because it's not okay to dream big in our society. Yeah. Well, we're told it is, but is it? You know what I mean? I think I've always been like, you could always do whatever you want and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. always this, but. But this is the limit of how big you can dream yeah. before you make us so uncomfortable that that's now not okay. Oh, and oh, you have a family and oh, you live in an expensive, you know, it's like, there's all these buts that start coming in that if anything, this like bit of doubt for me, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like, that just sucks, man. I I hate that because you're right. Like you're talking about with the experience with your friend, as soon as he started having this empowering experience of like dictating what he kind of wants his life to be about, not like, Mm penciling it in right all the details yeah but it would seem like it was a very empowering he's like yeah like i'm ready this is who i am this is what i want to be doing let's do this yeah because i'm like because i i just looked at him and i was like look you can either wait another 10 years before you take one step towards this life that you actually want right now or you can do something about it i was like i'm not attached you can do whatever you want but i mean i personally wouldn't choose to wait 10 years but that's me i think that's just and and i've been really a um focus lately on living at each moment with no regret you know what i mean and i think that is one of those things it's i i there's things that i passed up earlier in life that i think i had a lot of regret over like passing them up and that is such a crappy feeling to have you know that yeah. like, i could have done that but i didn't and it's like <laughs> why not you know like why like uh, that's such a anyway I think regret is an interesting topic because, um, I mean, I, I personally, I don't feel like I have any regrets, but I also take a lot more, you know, risks than most people do. Um, but at the same time, you know, regrets don't, they don't do anything for you except for make you feel disempowered. You know, oh, I could have, would have, should have done this, you know? And the reality is that you're always just getting redirected by the universe. So, okay, so you said no to one opportunity. All right, what's the next opportunity? What's the next opportunity? You know, there's just... Whenever there's something that you feel any sort of regret for, if you look back and you say, okay, well, probably if I did this, none of these things would have happened. And these are all things that I'm so grateful for in my life. Then there's no reason to ever feel regret because look at all these gifts that you have now that you probably would have never received. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a, a shift in your lens, your perspective. Do I choose to look at those amazing things that have happened, the things that 
just are, that I'm grateful for in my life. And like, yeah, those things, who knows what may have happened if different paths were taken. There's, there's no clear answer to that, you know? And, and like, and I think about it, like this connection, like I know that like when I feel like um, intuitively guided to something or like I'm listening, there, there really is just a, a loving, like a deep loving sense of like being taken care of that like mm-hmm. there's so much joy in taking a certain path that it's, it's essentially like I just feel very loved and supported, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like if I'm thinking of like the divine realm, the universe, God, however you want to put it, mm-hmm. is this source of this pure love, you know, me not choosing a, a decision because, you know, I was vacillating on it because I'm concerned for my security. Mm-hmm. It's a very understanding stance to have. It's not like this divine loving presence or whatever is just going to give up on me and not give me any more opportunities. It's like, no, like I think that's one of the greatest things that us as human beings, what separates us from like the kind of the animal realms, right? I mean, we are animals, but like we don't have to scrap and be looking over our backs constantly that we're going to get eaten by another animal or something like that or starve, Right. So like part of what I think what that, what that tells me is that, you know what, we are given this higher opportunity to like express who we are as human beings and that like the world, the universe, other human beings, us ourselves, we need that. We need to be expressing who we are as individuals. And, and, but like that's that the opportunities for me to do that are not going to go away because I maybe didn't take an opportunity to do that at some earlier point in my life. Exactly. Like I'm going to keep getting these opportunities. Okay. If I can just attune myself to like be receptive to those. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's actually pretty amazing how many of those opportunities are constantly showing up. They're all, I mean, they're every day. I feel like there's always new opportunities for me that show up and there are always things that I don't expect. Like even, you know, yesterday, like, I mean, I was saying I'm house sitting here in Oakland for a month and you know, and I have another opportunity to go back to the same place in Studio City again after this. And I've been kind of deciding like, oh, what do I want to do? But nothing has really felt very aligned. And I've kind of, and I don't like having all my balls in the air either. I mean, I'm a cancer sign. I like having a home space and like being like settled. (laughs) So me bouncing around so much is not like my ideal scenario. But with all the creation that I'm doing right now, I think it is kind of good because it's kept me on my toes. But, um, you know, I'm definitely ready to kind of like lay some roots down again. And it can be frustrating when, you know, I'm like, all right, well, okay, I'm not really sure what my plan is, but I know I've got a really nice place to stay for at least another three weeks. And then after that, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, everything has unfolded great so far, you know, and then yesterday I was talking to my parents and my dad was like, okay, I think it's time for you to come over and visit. And I'm like, okay, so now my parents are talking about flying me out for three months and like my parents, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my parents live in Tahiti. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I haven't been yet. They've lived there for like three and a half years and I still haven't been to visit. And so they were like, well, you're in the San Francisco area and flights are really cheap right now from there. So, you know, it works out really good. So I'm like, this is perfect because then I don't have to worry about any bills while I get all of my major projects complete for launch. And you're chilling in Tahiti. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's not really one that I saw coming out of the corner there. Interesting universe. Yeah. So that's, so we're kind of playing with that to see how that can work right now. So it's the universe is constantly going to surprise you with like random things that are just like, oh, wow. Like I, I didn't think that, you know, that it would line up at all for me to be able to go over there while they're still over there. So 
And how, and I just want to bring this up. How interesting actually that there, that maybe going back to LA, was it maybe a consideration? You weren't even necessarily avoiding. I just like that that was actually an option you were considering, like going. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, no. Hey, so check it out. There's one thing I do want to get to here, just to kind yeah. of get get on a slightly different track here. You talked about, um, and obviously you've gone through a bit of personal developing, mm-hmm. but you had sort of um, alluded to this experience that you had of of having this like third eye opening in Sedona. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that has some influence on how you, everything you're talking about right now and how you see the world and how you yeah. work with clients and stuff. I would really love to hear about that experience and kind of how that was for you. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll give you like the quick and dirty version. I did make a full video on it that's on my YouTube channel. So if you awesome. want, um, and that was actually one of the first videos I ever really made. So it was, um, And, you know, I used to be so terrified of doing video that I just avoided it for years. And so I only did that in a private group, but then I finally am like, have reached the point where I'm okay with actually sharing it to the world because it's such a weird, you know, woo woo experience that, you know, most people, you know, especially in my life at the time, never could have grasped it. And thank God that all this stuff went down during the time period that I lived in Santa Cruz. So where weird is normal. So... Um, so that was a huge blessing for me. Um, so basically kind of, uh, what went down is I got invited to be a speaker at a retreat out in Sedona and there were several speakers and, um, I had never been to Sedona before. I knew it was kind of like a new agey kind of hot spot and people were into like more spiritual things, but I didn't really know that much about it. Um, but I definitely was excited to go. And, um, when I was speaking at this retreat, um, I actually talked about the success worksheet. That's funny. Um, that was the co- whole concept of my talk there. Um, so what was it? That whole, was the, that success worksheet that we were just talking oh, cool. about. Okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I totally forgot about that. Um, so uh, the retreat was really interesting because it was the first time that I had been around people in person that were talking about like really weird rabbit hole esoteric topics. Like it was normal everyday conversation, you know, talking about aliens and, you know, mermaids and unicorns and fairies and realms and blah, 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 you know? And like, I read a lot of articles about this kind of stuff because I'm just curious and, you know, but I've never actually met anyone in person that talked about that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and we're also very like highly intelligent people. And so that was like a real like mind trip for me, like just being there and digesting this totally other like field of people that were around me. It was really um, intense. Um, But at the last day of the retreat, when it ended, um, I was getting a ride back to Phoenix to catch my flight from uh, a new friend that I had met. And she was like, hey, she's like, I just, um, I have this appointment with this crystal healer. And um, so if you don't mind waiting, it'll only be like an hour and then we can like go get lunch or something afterwards and then, you know, be on our way. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, you're doing me a solid, no prob. And um, when we were there, really nice lady. Um, She was from like, I don't know, some Midwestern state, like, you know, Nebraska or something like just looked like the kind of middle-aged woman that would bake you like a bunch of pies, like really nice. Like, you know, did not expect that this would be like this super esoteric, like crystal healer lady, you know? So, 
Um, I always just find that really interesting because I think a lot of times people, when they picture, you know, people that are a little more down the rabbit hole, everyone thinks we're like really kooky, but we're just like everyone else. We just have, we're a lot more open and have more perceptions than most do. And anyways, so um, she had these bracelets and she was explaining them to me. And they're basically these like bracelets that were from outer space. Like I'm very into energy and energy healing. And so I can pick up on different frequencies. Like I know what your vibration feels like versus your wife, versus your daughter, versus anyone else that walks into the room. Like I can tell if you've been there because I know your feel, you know, you really fast. Yeah. Is that something that's come about after this experience or is that something you've always sort of had? Um, I, yes. It was definitely intensified after the third eye opening. Um, I was aware of energetic fields beforehand. Um, I had just started learning um, a little bit about energy work and energy healing, but I couldn't distinguish the differences between the subtle differences between. So this kind of opened a, a new sensitivity. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So I was. Um, I mean, I didn't have an appointment with this lady. I was just there while my friend was getting worked on, and um, I've always enjoyed receiving energy healing. And I wasn't really sure what they were doing over there. I just knew she had a table loaded with crystals and these magical bracelets and whatever. And um, and I. So I was just laying down on this couch, and um, I remember just consciously being like all right, whoever's out there working on my friend right now, if you want to do some energy healing on me, go for it, you know? And, um, you know, and I, I guess I was, I was serious enough, but I was also just kind of joking around because I don't really, I had never really expected any answers, you know? And then um, I fell asleep the whole time my friend was being worked on. I was just out like a light and like, I'm not really much for, I'm not much of like an afternoon napper. So that was super unusual for me. And then when I woke up, I felt like I was like really high, like, and just was like, just couldn't ground, you know, normally, um, you know, when you're like barefoot in the sand or whatever, you're able to kind of like dig back into the earth a little bit. And, um, but I just like could not ground. I felt like I was just on a trip through outer space and, and I didn't know what happened. I was just like, I feel really weird. This is, I'm like kind of freaking out a little bit. And, and this, this crystal healer lady was really sweetheart. And she was like, Oh, you're fine. Don't worry. They just blasted open your third eye. And I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, well, while you were sleeping, like it was something that just, they just worked on me while I was sleeping Interesting. because I had given them permission, but that I didn't know what I was really giving them permission for. You know, I was just like, yeah, just, you know, go ahead and do some work on me. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> was there any like dreaming that was happening during that time that sort of like you don't really recall like I don't any recall anything huh. I was like I was just chilling on the couch next thing I knew I was passed out like hardcore and then right when my friend was done I woke up and I was like whoa where am I what's going on and um and yeah they were just like yeah you had your third eye blasted open and I was like I feel really weird I feel really uncomfortable like I feel like I can't ground it was like a really I just was like <sighs> and they're like you'll feel better after you eat so we went out to go get food and I did I ate so much food like twice as much food as normal wow. and then I started to feel a little better after that but I couldn't really explain it. I'd never really had a feeling like that before. It was a, like a really, um, it was like a really, really intense uh, energy healing session, like times a hundred. Uh -huh. And, um, 
And I didn't know what that meant or what would open up for me or, or any of that. I mean, I had no idea what I was, what I had like kind of accidentally gotten myself into. And then um, I first started noticing changes maybe like a week or two after I got back because the first thing I did was like go to the ocean and try to ground. And then once I started to really do a lot of grounding work, um, uh, you know, and then I just started to feel like myself again. And I was like, okay, well, that was a weird experience. That's over. Didn't think anything of it, you know? And then um, I had bought a deck the previous summer of um, like Oracle cards, you know, like angel yep. cards. Yep. And um, every now and again, I would just like pull a card for myself, you know, like riddle me this, you know, universe, what do you got for me? You know, like a general guidance kind of thing. Yeah. Just general guidance, you know, and, and, you know, but I would always read the answer in the book, you know? And, um, so I noticed when I would pull a card for myself that they just started to be like creepy accurate, like really accurate. And so then I would start, um, my, this guy I was dating at the time we were staying together and another one of his friends as well. And so they were like, pick me a card, pick me a card. So I would start picking cards for them and then doing these like spreads of cards that were just like really accurate. And, um, so that's kind of how it started opening up. And then eventually it got to the point where, um, like now, I mean, I don't really do readings that often, although I do enjoy it just because it's just interesting for me. But, um, like the cards, uh, like highlight certain things on them for me to see. So I'm able to give like a really thorough reading just because the cards kind of just tell me what's going on. But, um, so it's kind of, you know, and then my own instincts with my own intuition kind of just got more and more amplified and, and, um, and I started to get really scared, you know? And so I kind of like stuffed a lot of it and was like, I'm not opening this box. Like this is too what was scary about it. Um, it just got really nerve wracking energetically. Like I've always been, you know, kind of identified as being like an empath and being really, you know, aware of energies around me, but especially with working at the grocery store and just dealing with so many energies all day long with people coming by. Um, I didn't know how to shield and protect my energetic field. And so I had to learn how to do all of that. And then I had to, um, it just got to be so intense that it was hard for me to work. So I cut my schedule like in half almost. And because I, I had to learn how to deal with feeling people so much deeper than I had ever felt before. So it's like I transitioned from being kind of like a typical empath into being clairsentient. So can you explain that? What is clairsentient? It's basically um, when you're able to feel energies very deeply. So, so for example, like if, if say me, Lauren and Delia. Yeah walked in like what what typically would you, i mean can you sense me right now even though we're doing this over the mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah because energy is everywhere all the time so it's like everyone has their own you know like fingerprint it's like the same kind of concept it's like their frequency has its own fingerprint and so um i can feel you know and if i don't know someone i can still tell it's a new person and typically if they're you what know male or female what, what do you mean a new person you know, like a stranger on the road or something. Not someone that someone new to you. So yeah, new to me. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, new soul type thing. Just someone that you haven't met. Before. Yeah, someone I haven't met before. Okay, yeah. so like say say like we walked into your shop. Like yeah, what kind of mm -hmm. things are you? You don't need to be specific to us, or you can be. But like, what kind of things? Like, what are you experiencing when that happens? I can well, a I can feel that it's you. I can feel your individual fields and I can feel how they interact with each other. 
and I can feel, I mean, to be super transparent, I can feel wherever people are at emotionally. And so, but I am very conscientious of that because um, I don't feel like it's ever my place to tap into someone's field without permission. It's a very personal thing. And so, although I might be aware of what's going on, you know, I'm very particular with how I choose to respond to people when they're in their field. Yeah, you're not like necessarily going to dig without their... No. Yeah. No. I mean, sometimes if I can tell that someone's having a, like a rough day or something, you know, I'll like wrap them in some extra love and light. But um, I was going to say, because that's a really, that's a big, I don't want to get off your story too much here, but like, that's a really big um, kind of moral decision to make there because, and that could be a tricky one too, because yeah, I mean, if you know, you're about maybe spreading more love and compassion on this planet and say you, come across somebody who you're feeling is in a really tough place. I can imagine there, there could be a bit of a pool to want to get in there and sort of help them out a little bit. There is, but you know, a lot of times people don't want help. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, and there's only so much you can do, you know, especially if they don't want your help and, or if they're, you know, a lot of times they're just not ready for it or that's, you know, a particular part of their life story that they need to experience to get to their next step. And so I don't want to interfere with their path. Now, if they do come into my field and I feel like there's something there for us, then I will open it up, but, um, always with permission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's interesting. Is it tempting? Is it like tempting to have that kind of ability to want to get in there? without permission or, is it, or are you just so like you're, you're set and you're like no it's not the right thing to do no because it, the reason why it's not tempting is because you quickly learn that if you try to go where you're not supposed to be you know universe kind of slaps you on the hand so it's um yeah you're dealing with some powerful yeah on like a different level yeah, it can be, it can just be really intense and it's you know and sometimes it's not your place. I mean there's there's you know friends and stuff that I kind of have let go over the years because we just weren't in alignment anymore and I'm like, look, you know, you can do whatever you want for your life and that's totally cool and I'm totally on board with you doing whatever your life journey is, but right now we're not matching up frequency level wise and it's doing us a disservice to like keep trying to force it to work and so you know, I'll be over here doing my thing. You do your thing. If we're meant to realign again, then we will. And usually it does kind of come back around. Yeah. And um, so that's a bit of a pressure release valve too. Yeah, for sure. And then release that. I'm sure it's a mutual like. (sighs) It is. It is because it's hard, you know, when there are people that you care about to be like, you know what, see you later. And then depending on, you know, how, you know, like I do a lot of coaching with my mom as in I coach her a lot. <laughs> and, um, but she loves it because I'm like, look, this is where I'm going. And I really want you to come with me on this ride. So, um, you know, and, and I also have very firm boundaries of, you know, what I allow into my space now and what's okay and what's not okay for me to be able to keep the level of vibration frequency that I need to, to get the downloads for me to be able to, you know, slingshot ahead instead of going on the slow snail trail. Right. So um, there's a lot of times where I'm having conversations with my mom and I'll be like, you know, 
I don't really need to hear about, you know, your friend's kid that got into trouble and all of their really horrible energetic stuff that you're trying to pass on to me right now. Like, thank you for sharing, but no, thank you. You can just keep that right over there. And, and, you know, and knowing that it's okay to stand up for yourself in that way of, you know, what's, what's allowed in your energetic space and what's not, because even if you can't feel to the depth that I can feel, it's still there. You know, you can tell where people are at emotionally just by looking at their face. Yes. And there is, there is a, like an essence that sort of comes off, right? Yeah. And, and you'll know if you feel joyful around them or if you feel heavy around them. Yeah. And that's just a paying attention to that. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. And so has that, I mean, uh, has that sort of been the main um, um, thing that sort of developed within you after having that, that third eye opening experience? Yeah, that was like the first real... Um, like real big thing. Um, and then I have had some experiences since, since then with like, um, uh, how do they call it? What, to, to be super blunt. Like when you can talk to people that have like crossed over on the other side, like a channeling. Yeah. Like I, I started off being able to feel other people and being able to channel through like my guides and my own personal downloads from the universe. But now I'm kind of slowly dabbling in, messages that I get from other people for other people but that one is a little bit more intimidating for me so I've very taken a lot of baby steps with that one um I do I do really appreciate like kind of like very sober approach that you're taking (laughs) you know I could see I I don't know like I could see I don't know for me I'll just share really quick like I think I almost had something like that (laughs) Um, I've had a couple of really trippy experiences, but I can remember mm-hmm. I was doing um, uh, it's like Kundalini meditation for for several years. Oh. And every morning, it was like a Kriya breathing, like oh, right. spine. Like it wasn't really movement going on, but like it was a very mm-hmm. very focused thing. And um, uh, I remember I was working at a coffee shop too. Is you know, um, I remember like going. You know, I work early early in the morning opening up at the coffee shop. So I would meditate mm-hmm. like super early in the morning. So it was like, there wasn't a lot of space between like meditating and then going and having to like be uh, out in the world, like doing a job, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember this one morning sitting there and having this experience, and I don't know if this is what it was, but literally it was like, um, and this doesn't even capture it, but it was like, I was uh, this extremely condensed energy like within me, like I could feel myself moving up and down. It's kind of started like that. Like I was this energy moving in my spine and then like literally it felt like the top of my head was just going to explode off. Mm, Yeah. And it was, um, it doesn't even capture it. It was, it was literally, it felt like, um, like a, a geo, like thermic kind of power to it. You know what I mean? And the reason I say that, it's like, you know, you think about like the earth, like if you feel an earthquake, right? Yeah, yeah. Not like someone, a bunch of people rocking your house. Like you literally feel the earth shifting underneath you. Like mm-hmm. it had that same kind of quality about it, like the power, you know what I mean? And I remember being really freaked out. Like it didn't quite happen, right? Like, because we want to cap it, right? Because that's so like outside of our realm that we're like, nah. <laughs> And I'm wondering, like, what the implications of, like, because I remember sitting there and, like, becoming conscious of, like, dude, I got to go to work in, like, an hour. You know what I mean? Or however long. It wasn't enough time. And I'm, like, if this happens, and it was, like, getting closer 
and closer and like more intense. It was the craziest thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy crap, when this happens, mm -hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen, but all I do know is that my life is gonna be completely different. And I don't know what that means. I don't know in what way that means. And I, I stopped it from happening. Like I mm -hmm. literally is like, I, I, I no. like it was so powerful. And like, oh, I wish I could convey like the power that there was. And mm -hmm. yeah, it makes me think like, wow, I wonder if like that would have, if, if I would have allowed that to happen. You like, would have definitely opened up more gifts for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But it was a very scary because you know you're talking about like when you came out of your experience of like almost like the scary like scariness of like not being grounded at all mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you won't be for a while you have to learn new ways to ground from those experiences and it took me probably like six months to a year to like really um, be totally cool with it and comfortable with it. You know, it did take time, but now it's like there, it's like such an advantage in life. It's such yeah. an advantage. It's like, cause no one can pull a fast one on me. Like I smell shit before it happens, you know? So. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's so like just that increased awareness, you know, mm -hmm. but it was scary. It was like, I almost didn't want to like, um, Oh, be just one of those people that like had, uh, one too many acid trips, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because it felt like, am I going to be like in a different dimension? Yes. Like, still trying to fit in. People are looking at me like, who, what happened to him? And I'm like, you know, you know what? like, they're so into it though. They're so into it. Yeah. Which I think is the most surprising thing because I thought for sure everyone would thought was going to think I was like such a nut job. And like, I've gone to so much college, like, I'm highly educated, you know, but like, now I'm this person that like hears things and you know can feel everything and you know and it's even weird for me to even think about sometimes and I'm still just now in the phase where I'm openly talking about it you know this is only the last few months that I've been really open to sharing about it but I had to wait until I got to the point where I felt like I could I guess control it for lack of a better word you know or it wasn't controlling if I didn't have to get out and be responsible in this world. Like, I wonder if I would have, I think that piece, right? Like I, it was, it was really getting weighed in this moment, like leading up to it. It was like, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what is like the responsible? Like I, I, it was a, it was a very like moral, like question. It was like, I am going to be a changed person after this. And there was just, mm -hmm. I don't know, there was something crazy, but I think what's interesting that actually open. I do believe it actually still opens something up inside of me. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and because I, I can remember being in Portland uh, with Lauren uh, a few years later, and having a really uh, kind of trippy experience with a woman who was very open, um, but in uh, maybe not quite a grounded way. Like there was some pieces that maybe weren't really aligned, like in the compassion and, and like her ability to connect with other people. But mm -hmm. she was very open very very there's no doubting that right and we had this really trippy experience with her where i hadn't been doing that meditation that i was doing you know for a while because i was kind of freaked out by it a little bit and literally after being opened up through this conversation with this woman um it was a very weird thing that happened and literally that evening um my back just going out 
And it, I was like, there is something, it's an energetic thing that just happened to me. It wasn't like, oh, I threw my back out. It was literally being totally okay, mm -hmm. brushing my teeth, and then all of a sudden not being able to stand up straight and mm -hmm. actually having to lay down. And it was this, I was like, okay, checking in with that. At that point, I started, I remember laying there and being like, dude, I'm on vacation. I want to be hanging out and traveling around. I like this town. Like, I want to go be exploring and stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember laying down that evening and doing that breathing as I'm laying down because I'm like, you know what? I feel like I need, there's something in my spine. There's something in like my central nervous system mm -hmm. that, that, that got like um, impacted and there's some relationship there. For whatever reason, I felt like that was, was happening. Mm -hmm. so, doing this breathing and then having this experience that was, I would say on a very similar level, but it took a totally different twist. And, this, and, and I know this because I did not grow up religious at all with any religion at all. It was nothing of that was, I mean, I maybe went to Sunday school with a friend like one time and we played football the whole time. You know what I mean? Like it was like, that was my, my experience of that. But I literally had like a Jesus encounter, like a dreaming encounter. And it was so like potent. It was crazy how potent, and I still can remember the, the details of that now it's been probably six or seven years yeah. opened me up and actually got actually healed my back like within the next day i think it took me like throughout the day mm. but by midday i was all of a sudden like i was able to fully move again and everything sometimes you just got to move that stuck energy out yeah. you know? like stuck energy yeah and it's interesting you know we i think it's very important to be aware of you know because you can meet a lot of people that are very open especially where you know in the santa cruz area there's a lot of really open people but you know not everyone has the same level of intentions and so it's so as amazing as it is to be open to all of the energies around you it is important to be conscious of you know is this an energy that i feel comfortable allowing into my space and into my field and, um, you know, are they conscious of it as well, of what's happening? And um, because you can definitely, of course, encounter people that maybe don't have the best intentions and will kind of, you know, take it and run with it. And um, because most people don't want to do the work to actually create their own energy field. They want to just pull energy from other people, which is a concept they talk about a lot in, like, the Celestine Prophecy, if you've ever read that yeah, book. Yeah, that's a great book. Oh, yeah, that okay. whole I mean, you want to read that again. Yeah, that was, that was like such a game changer for me years ago. Um, but I think you're, you know, right on the money with like what the experience is like and how scary it really can be. Because, you know, when, when things first started coming up for me after I got back from Sedona, it was so overwhelming that I was just like, nope, not even opening this box. And I just like, just shoved everything in. And I was like, cause I had so many other stressful things going on in my life at that point. I was like, I cannot also deal with this. Like I need to be alone by myself to deal with this. And so I actually went, um, and I did a house sit. This was like the first house that I ever did. And I went to Virginia randomly of all places for five weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm setting the intention that I'm going to casually slowly open this box while I'm here by myself for five weeks. And sure enough, that's my first experience with like, you know, hearing someone that passed over. It was like, I had one of my best friends, her dad had recently passed away and he came through loud and clear. Of course, it's like midnight and I'm in the woods in the dark by myself. I mean, in a house, but still, and 
scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I bet. Was it like um, an audible thing for you? Like it was it, like... I mean, but it, it was, but like inside my head, like it was loud and clear in my head, but yeah. not, you know, not like there were speakers around or anything. And I knew, I just knew that it was him because I had enough, um, like I knew what his energetic field felt like and it sounded like him in my head. It was, it was like so obvious that it was him and it just freaked me out. And I was like, dude, I am so not ready to handle this right now. Like, this is totally not what I thought I was going to unpack in this box. I was like, let's like, you're going to have to wait. And so I was like, if there's any messages that you want me to pass through to your daughter, I was like, they're going to have to wait until the next time that I see her in person, which she lives in LA. And as I said, I knew I wasn't going back to LA at that point. So I knew that I had like bought myself some time. I like negotiated with, with him and he was super respectful of that. And then, um, I actually just had a conversation with his daughter. I don't know, like a month and a half ago. Yeah. So, and that was, I mean, almost maybe a year and a half ago that that's that that happened. So, and I've really only had a few experiences since then, but I've also not been actively trying to open that box because it's still very intimidating for me. Yeah. Like I said, I really appreciate your like sobriety and approaching that. <laughs> but I think for me, man, I, is it strange? I mean, do you want to be like asking, like, what's going on over there? You know what I mean? Like, I would, I think it'd be really hard for me to know. Yeah. I mean, I ask, um, like, I feel like I have a set of guides that I talk to on a regular basis. Like, I'm not really particularly concerned with like who they are. Um, like, I feel my grandma around me a lot. So sometimes I'll ask her questions, yeah. you know, but for the most part, it's just kind of like, all right, I have questions. Whoever wants to answer can answer you know, and whatever comes through, comes through. I don't very often say, you know, cause a lot of times in like the spiritual circles, you'll hear people talking about the, arch the archangels and sure. the specific ones that do specific things and da 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 da. And that's just, specific. Yeah. And that's just way too much for me to remember. And I just don't care that much. So I'm just like, all right guys, this is my question. What do you got for me? Yeah. And so like when you do that, I mean, it, is it, do you actually hear a different voice or is it like a feeling that comes over you? I mean, how do you, how do you, actually process that when you're receiving it yeah I receive it by hearing it um it's uh I can tell that they're different people I guess for lack of a better term I don't really know um but I don't yeah like I said like, I don't really typically ask them like who is this who's talking to me today because I just don't really care <laughs> is, there any, uh, is there a sense of like comfort or anything that comes from yeah it's very comforting yeah it's very comforting. The hardest part is still just getting out of my own way because sometimes I'll ask for guidance, but then I'll like go up into my head and out of my heart and then I'll like hear my own bullshit. So I have to then pull it apart from my own stuff from the downloads that I'm actually getting. So the more that I'm able to actually stay grounded myself, the clearer the channel that I am, the easier it is for me to hear the downloads. And then there's less confusion because it's like so obvious at that point. You just brought up something I think would be a really nice way to sort of end this conversation. Okay. Um, because, and it kind of takes us back a little bit full circle, but that whole thing of like, um, head versus heart, right? And you're talking about a very specific thing where like, okay, you're having a communicate, like a mediumship kind of communication, mm -hmm. um, which would, you know, that's not just, you know, there's like a, a communication happening there, but you still have to be aware of, am I receiving this or am I interpreting this through my head or my heart? Now, mm -hmm. How do you, how do you sort of gauge whether or not you're doing that? How, how can you tell if you're still in your heart? How can you tell if, okay, I'm getting up into my headspace here and 
I'm not, I'm not really hearing this the way it should be heard. How, how do you sort of deal with that? Um, yeah, I can I mean, for me, it's pretty easy to tell because I start second guessing myself. You know, when it's a clear message, it's a clear message. You're, you're never like, oh man, I don't know if maybe I should blah, blah, blah. You know, like if it's a clear message, it's so obvious that you're just like, oh, right. Okay. Well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing next. You know, this is the next right step, you know, as Oprah says, or it's like, otherwise you kind of get in your head. Like if you hear yourself saying the word, the word should, like, you know, that you're in your head, you know, you just got to get out of your own way, which is, I think kind of probably different for everybody, but for me, like just reminding myself to get out of my own way usually is enough to be like, all right, I need to just chill out for a second, <laughs> you know. When you're able to chill out, you notice a shift where it's like all of a sudden you're clearly not second guessing yourself. Or oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are having a hard time, you know, and you're second guessing yourself a lot, then that's when you really do want to plug in the self-care things, you know, the bubble bath, being in the sunshine, taking your shoes off and being in the earth or going and being in nature, you know, whatever that is for you that makes you feel really good. I mean, maybe it's playing video games. Who knows? It could be something different for everybody, but whatever it is, it's going to take you out of yourself to just kind of like relax and let go because you have to be in that empty space to get the messages to come through. So whatever it takes for you to get to that space is whatever it is. Like I really like to cook. And so sometimes just cooking for a few minutes, I get a lot of good ideas. That's why a lot of people talk about getting like shower ideas, you know? Yeah. When you're just sort of chilling. Yeah. Shower thinking, you know what I mean? Just kind of letting it come and just like, yeah, there's something about that. Water's flowing, getting out of your own way. Yeah. All those juicy ideas just coming right in. Oh, that's really cool, man. I feel like we've opened up a lot more questions of things to ask you about. <laughs> I know, right? 40 minutes into this thing. Is there anything else um, you'd like to say? I mean, just about anything we've been talking about, like uh, that's kind of... Well, I know we kind of talked about this briefly. I know we're kind of wrapping it up here, but one thing that I still feel like I'm supposed to say is um, when you're talking about transitioning, you know, especially with jobs and how to know when, you know, you're making that big new step that's scary and how to know that you're in alignment for that. I just wanted to kind of share briefly what it was like for me when I actually chose to leave the grocery store and why. And because I think it'll make it a little bit easier for people to understand how the universe kind of opens things up to make it obvious. So um, I loved working at the grocery store all the way up until like two months before I left. And then it started to get really frustrating, you know, like people that I worked with were like driving me crazy. And we had up until that point always gotten along really well. There was no reason for it. There was nothing that happened, you know, just all of a sudden we were just like pushing each other's buttons for no reason. And like no, you know, nice conversation about it was making any changes. And so it started to get like a little bit more tense in the work environment. And I think that's a very normal thing is if you start to sense tension in whatever relationship or work environment, and there's not really any like main reason for it and you can't really work through it, I think that's kind of the first note, like, hmm, maybe I should start looking around for something else or maybe this isn't quite where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. And, um, and then I had a buddy who hit me up who was looking for a virtual assistant and he was like, Hey, he's like, I know you're doing your own thing. He's like, but I could use some help. You know, would you be interested in helping me out part time as like an in-between thing, which eventually didn't, didn't end up panning out. But me having that as a possibility gave me the courage to feel comfortable with 
putting my notice in. Gotcha. And then also I had, there was this one guy that came in who was a regular older gentleman, probably had to be in his seventies, late seventies at least. And, um, really funny. Can't remember his name, same my life, but, um, he came in one day and we used to BS all the time in the store. So he knew what stuff I was working on what my big goals and plans were, you know, and then he came up to me one day at work and he was like, Tatum, what the hell are you still doing here? You're better than this. <laughs> and I was like, dang universe. How's that? Uh, <laughs> I was like, you're right. Lockdown right there. <laughs> and I think the next day is when I put my notice in, I was like, you wow. are right. Yeah. Cause it was so obvious. It was like, dang, you're right. I'm not supposed to be here anymore. And I needed somebody to tell me that to my face. Cause sometimes, I mean, it's not like I'm not scared when I have to make these. For sure. Yeah. Like I needed to be really obvious sometimes because otherwise I still get really scared and you can ask for that. Like I ask my guides all the time. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this the best, most efficient, smoothest way possible. But if it's going to be really scary for me, help assist it out. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. Even if you can't hear them, they will send someone to say something to you so it can be heard. That's really cool. I like that. You know, it, it, I had, um, in the episode podcast, I just was talking to Lauren about last night. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this um, kind of this idea of like the neon signs of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really uh, has been very guided by various neon signs, right? I mean, not I like figuratively like neon signs. You know, I think that could be that could be uh, a literal definition, I suppose. But what that makes me think about is that like, you know, if you were like all there's like this neon sign that just slowly started being assembled. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like when that dude came in, it's like you, the little chain got pulled right? <laughs> yeah. it flickered on. It's like just glowing, you know, like pointing. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so in my face, like, cause he has a really kind of intense personality anyways. And it was just like, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, Whoa, all right. Loud and clear universe. I heard you. And how interesting. I mean, if like, if like that would have just happened on its own, it maybe would have triggered something in you, but like, I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that like the kind of evolution of that transition that like, it started with just like, just a change in the energetics of like mm-hmm. being an employee there. Yeah. You know, and like, it was subtly building and building and building. And then you get like an opportunity that just kind of gets your mind going. And then you hear this and it's like, all of a sudden it's like, there's no denying it. Yeah. And I think the yeah. fact that you were paying attention to that and probably kind of open to it, you know, I think if you weren't open to those things, that there would have been more of that subtle kind of building happening. Yeah. It's probably taking longer. But then the fact that you were open to it, it's all of a sudden it's like, bam, that neon sign got flicked on. And it's like, well, it's, you know, and those are all the subtle hints from the universe, you know, and then they start to get a little less subtle. And then it's like, if I would have stayed long enough, I probably would have just gotten fired. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, that's what would have happened, right? And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, could have been some random weird circumstance that you found yourself in. And it, because it's like, no, it's time for you to go. Exactly. It's, you always know when it's time to transition and move on. And even now looking back, there was even, there was another person that was one of our regulars that came in and he was like, he used to come and chat me up and like flirt with me at work. And, uh, which I did not mind. And he would say, there, I remember distinctly, there was this one day and he was like, um, so like, is this what you're doing with your life? Like, you're going to be like the checkout girl. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, put too, right? Like the words that he used. It's like, yeah. these words were picked. Right? Just so. 
I'm like, no, I'm not just going to be a Chinese. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm like, uh, nah, bro, like I've got some big dreams. And then I'm like, Fuck, I need to get working on these big dreams. And like that got the ball rolling too. And that was kind of more at the beginning of it. So it's, it's, you'll see like those people will come in and they'll see those things. And if you're open to them, it'll become more and more obvious. And, and uh, yeah, so. Wow. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, let me just say this. If there's uh, anybody who wants to, is more curious about what you do and is wanting to sort of hook up with you and maybe have a session with you or something, where, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my website is uniquely Tatum.com, which is just T U M, right? T U M. Yeah. My, that's, which is my name. And, um, it's my Instagram is the same. So the easiest way to find me is probably on Instagram. And, but if you do feel like emailing me, it's Tatum at uniquely Tatum.com. So if you just Google uniquely Tatum, you will find every possible way to find me. Awesome. Um, pretty easy to be found on social media. So that's great. And you do like, like, I guess sessions with people, online as well right it's not like it doesn't have to be like an in-person oh yeah no i actually typically don't do anything in person unless it's a retreat everything is virtual that way you know it's specific for me because i wanted to have a that kind of a lifestyle where i could go anywhere and because i can feel everyone's frequencies no matter what wherever we are it doesn't really matter for me if we're in person so um so yeah it's all virtual i do zoom calls with people um really easy so yeah if anyone's interested definitely hit me up and we can chat about it and see if we'd be a good fit and yeah and then soon i'll have more options too like i was telling you i'm uh, just finishing up getting the digital course ready and then i'm doing a podcast and i'm almost finished with a workbook so there's going to be lots of options um coming up very soon oh i'm so stoked for you and i'm like really grateful to get, be able to have a nice conversation with you this is really really awesome me too yeah this was so much fun totally i hope i hope uh we can do this again i think it'd be there's like like i said there's yeah, like dude, you just hit me up i'm keen yeah, like i don't i don't like that it, after all this time i'm like i have more questions than i started out with <laughs> episode two guys <laughs> episode two one of maybe two of many but anyway take really appreciate it and yeah thanks for thanks for coming on and uh thanks for being here and doing what you do yeah thank you you're so welcome i had a lot of fun it was it was, this was great so i look forward to next time thank you so much You made it to the other side. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please subscribe to Mattercast. It's free. You can see the video that goes along with this interview on our YouTube channel at Matter Handmade. You can also go and check out the rest of our goodies at youmatter.com. Y-O-U-M-A-T-R. We really look forward to seeing you at our next episode and uh, until then, this is Jeff saying peace, have a beautiful day, and always remember, you matter.